there. Welcome back. I'm Karen Hall, your host of the Hero Within podcast. I'm passionate about sharing inspiring true stories of unsung heroes who've overcome some of life's most challenging adversities. Come along with me and learn how you too can find hope and healing to return to love. Today, my good friend Carol Ann Guest continues part two of her story about her sudden traumatic brain injury and how her testimony has grown even stronger through this trial. If you haven't heard part one yet, be sure to go back and listen to hear about how her accident happened and how it affected her. Carol Ann is the former Mrs. Utah and a six-figure entrepreneur, certified holistic health coach, and founder of Well Women Connections. She and her family traveled the world doing significant humanitarian work, and Caroline educated and empowered women about natural solutions. Listen to hear what Caroline learned about grief and forgiveness, and about how the veil was very thin for her. You'll be thrilled to hear about the compensating miracles she received from the Lord, which helped her heal not only her brain injury, but other wounds. I used to think, well, I would tell myself, it wouldn't have happened had I just done that. And I'm sure in some way or another, it still would have, because this was the journey the Lord wanted me to take, but it was still difficult. So learning to forgive myself in the process, and also I went through a real challenging stage of mourning Mm -hmm. and, you know, lots of tears lots of grief, lots of pain, not because I felt so sorry for myself, even though a little bit I did. You know, I went from a really active lifestyle, working eight hours a day to a very sedative lifestyle. I didn't work for 10 months. And so it was the morning of my old self. Yeah. It was the morning and recognizing that, you know, it's okay because I'm going to shed this skin and become, you know, a new woman in Christ. And that's truly what it's done for me is it's allowed me to make a decision to become a better disciple of Jesus Christ, a more focused daughter of my heavenly father and heavenly mother. And I had so much service rendered in my behalf, you know, for seven months amazing amounts of service. People like my amazing Seventh-day Adventist friend who would come and take me on walks just so I could get my blood circulating, people bringing in food or flowers. So much love was shown. But what it did was it allowed me to recognize that I needed to be serving on a greater level. You know, it really is like a wake-up call it's sometimes hard to accept service from others. So that that's also submitting to the will of the Lord, right? Is recognizing like I've always served and I've served a lot, but now recognizing that being served is also a blessing. It's also a pattern of growth that helps us to grow in the process. And then I now had new goals. So like, I'll just share with you, I learned to make sourdough bread in the last three or four months. And my neighbor taught me. So I went over and 
and him and his wife taught me, and I took my husband so I could remember the process because I do have short-term memory loss. And I'm home more than I've ever been. And so I started making sourdough bread once a week. And I would double the batch, and I would take one to a neighbor or a friend. And I always would ask the Lord, like, who is it that needs to feel loved today? Whose life can I bless? You know, and even in a state that I shouldn't have been serving, but I should have been because it was helping me to grow and to learn the things as well. And so I would take this bread and I still do it. I literally just made bread on Sunday. I I don't usually do it on Sunday, but this week I did it on Sunday and took it to someone who I felt needed to feel loved and needed to know that the Lord was thinking of them and that He loves them too. And so that has also been part of submitting, right? Because when we submit our will to God, it helps us to receive more inspiration and it helps us to receive more revelation, which will then help us to meet the trials of our lives. You know, it's so beautiful because here you were still suffering, still struggling, not completely healed. And yet you're asking the Lord, who needs to be, who needs to feel loved today? And then you're extending yourself to serve them and blessing them to receive that love from you that came from Heavenly Father. And then you are blessed in that process. And so many times when we're in the middle of a very difficult trial, and it's consuming, and it can be hard to reach out. And yet, that's what the Savior did. He reached out when he was suffering, and and that was so charitable. And what a gift for you to even have the thought and the energy (laughs) to be able to to do something. And I know that you may not realize, but even sharing your story has blessed me. And I, I know so many people have been blessed by hearing your story. And so you're, you're blessing people in many ways that you probably don't realize that you are during your trial. Thank you. I was so, I just felt so grateful that you would even ask me to be a guest on your podcast because you're doing that very thing. Like you are serving and you are shining the light upon people who have so many trials. And, you know, it's that unsung hero is what I think of. And you're just doing such a beautiful job of fulfilling something even greater. And I love that. So thank you so much. And when you, when you made that comment, It made me think of my morning studies actually this morning was in John 13 and how the Savior showed us by example as he washed and anointed the feet of his disciples, how to serve. And so I just thought there's so much power in knowing that the Savior has set this great example for us, just the joy of being able to serve and what a blessing it has been. There's one other thing I really strongly that I need to share. And so I just wanted to share that I've always believed in angels. But during my time of trial, I had some of the most powerful examples. And I was going to share one of them with you. I had two, and I may even share both of them with you because someone may need to hear the second. I'll see if I feel that someone needs to hear the second. 
But the first is my grandma Nellie, she died when my mother was 26 years old. And my mother is now 92. She's still living. But during my time, as I laid in bed, I had my grandma Nellie minister to me. I knew that she was there. I felt her. She never left my side. She gave me that encouragement that I needed every day to just go on to to have that desire to live life. And, you know, I have a daughter who lives in Texas and she has three sons. And she was struggling, having moments that, you know, I probably in my normal state would have flown out and spent time and helped. But instead, I just called upon my angels and my grandma Nellie, please take this army. Please go to my daughter in Texas and help her because I can't. And I just loved drawing the powers of heaven in that way. And my other daughter actually had her first son during my time being down, and I wasn't able to be there. And that was so difficult for me to not be able to make that quick travel to be there with her. And so again, I called upon those angels and asked them, and my grandma Nellie, take your band with you and please be with her and comfort her and help her. And I know that she did. And there was one day in particular, my brother went to visit my 92-year-old mother who is in a memory care. And she said, please take me to see my mother. And she kept saying it over and over, please take me to see my mother. And my brother said, do you mean your daughter who is in bed because of the accident? And she said, yes, I want you to take me to her house because my mother is there with her. And I want to see my mother. Wow. And so the veil is very thin, you know, and my mother is nearing the end of her mortal life. And so the veil is thin for her. She knew that her mother was here with me, ministering to me. And she wanted to be here with her. And that was just such such a beautiful, beautiful experience. Thank you for sharing those beautiful gifts. Thank you for sharing about your grandma. That's so special. And that your mom knew that her mom was there. So tender. And then maybe for someone else that needs to hear this, I actually have spent my whole life feeling like I needed to do more and be more and achieve more. And a lot of it was wrapped around my relationship with my father. Like he didn't I was the first to graduate from college, right? And I wanted to make him proud. Mm -hmm. And I just continued to do things in my life. Like I married the man that he thought was the best man for me and and loved him so much. And I mean, I loved him too, but it didn't end up working out, (laughs) you know, as a single mom. But I did those things to please my father. Yeah. Because I always felt like I needed to be more and that my success entitled me to his love. Right. And during my time in bed, when I would spend hours talking to the Savior, 
when I would spend hours listening to scriptures, if I could, there were sometimes noise was really too much for me. But I could read if my eyes were good that day, you know, spending time just reading and listening to podcasts and doing all of those things. But there was an evening that I had gone to sleep early and then I woke up and my father was sitting in the chair next to my bed. And I felt his spirit so strongly. And he just said, I love you just as you are. Release the desire to do more, be more, you know, release that desire to reach the next rank in my company, to do all of these things, like release it and know that I am so proud of you and that I love you. And that was such a healing, healing experience in my life of a relationship that needed to be healed. And my father passed away 13 years ago. And so I look at that experience and and then I recalled and remembered because he said, like, I could hear it. Like I could hear, you know, I could literally hear him say that he knew what I was suffering. (laughs) My father fell. He had equilibrium issues. He was 83, I think, at the time, and he fell. He got up one night to go to the bathroom. He fell, and he hit his head in the exact same spot I had hit my head, and he hit it on the vanity in the bathroom. He lost his balance as he was walking out of the bathroom, fell and hit his head, crawled back into bed. None of us, you know, were we became aware of it the following day, and he had a hematoma, and he ended up dying three days later. Oh, my word. And so I thought of my experience and how it was so paralleled with my own father's hitting my head in the same way. And it allowed me to know of his suffering and his pain. So it drew me closer to him, right? And it also allowed him to comfort me in my hour of pain and to be there for me and just support me. And and that was an experience that has literally changed my life. Yeah. And I wouldn't have had that experience. I wouldn't have healed that relationship <laughs> had I not had this challenge that the Lord asked me to bear. But it has helped me to become a better individual in the process. Thank you for sharing that story about your dad, because I know there are so many people that are feeling like they're not enough and that they have to do more, 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 you know, and, and so thank you. That was, I had no intention sharing it, but I felt strongly I needed to. So there must be someone that listens that does need to hear that. That's a very common feeling. And oh my goodness, what a beautiful gift that you were given through this long-term trial that you've gone through and to to have the Lord bless you with that healing. And what a powerful healing to have had with that relationship with your dad. And and like you said, to be changed in, in your whole belief, <laughs> that limiting belief that you had been living with all those years, and to have the Lord heal you. Mm-hmm. And you're exactly right. It was a limiting belief but they're so hard to release and to let go of. 
and we attach our worth to our accomplishments so many times. And that's one message that I would love for everyone to hear and to know. And as I go forward on my new life mission, is that I want people to know that they can be loved unconditionally where they are. It doesn't matter the amount of money. It doesn't matter if they have difficult relationships. None of those things matter. Their rank, their their success, none of those things. They don't matter. What matters is that we're all on this journey with the same purpose to return to live again with our Father in Heaven and with those who have passed before us. And I think about how the Lord tells us, I will not leave you comfortless. And I love that scripture. And so if you ever feel alone in your trials, I would just encourage people to truly call upon the Lord. And I know without a doubt that He will comfort you. He has comforted me in my time of trial. And I'm so grateful for the lessons I've learned, for the growth I've experienced, and will continue to experience like it's not over yet. But I'm just so grateful for for this trial. And like, who says that? Who's grateful for their trials? But truly, if we can learn from them and if we can feel the love of our Savior in the process and heal relationships, you know, they're really just small moments. I mean, to me, this seems like it's been an eternity, but in the Lord's timeline, it's just a small moment. Yes. And the healing and to have that, to be so changed through it is what an incredible, I mean, you've had so many incredible gifts. And I think that's interesting, too, how the Lord compensates us. You know, if we have very difficult trials, He compensates us with very great blessings. And so you've been compensated and changed in such beautiful ways that they couldn't it couldn't have happened. But through our trials, we really do change. And it's an interesting thing about when we're going through trials and we reach out for someone and they're there for us, we feel so connected to that person and our bond is strengthened. And so your bond is so strengthened with your father, with your grandma, with your husband and those who have served you, your children, and now also with the Lord. Your your connection is so much stronger, I'm sure, than it than it even was before, because your gratitude is so much greater. Yes, so true. I love actually that you even mentioned gratitude because that is one of the things I've learned is an increase in gratitude. I've always had a grateful heart, but on my really difficult, difficult days, and I had many, I've never suffered from depression. I'm one of those blessed souls that have never had to suffer with that. But during this time of trial, I did. I went through some really dark hours and that increased my empathy for those that have, that have suffered, you know, it it brought me to a whole new level of awareness. But what I did to help get me out of those moments and those times is I would pull out my journal and I would write 10 things that I'm grateful for, you know, that I'm so grateful that I still have eyes to see the beauty that surrounds me, 
or to see my grandchildren through FaceTime. You know, I was still so grateful that I had my ears that I could hear the birds chirping outside my window. You start listening and recognizing, okay, my brain is funky. Yes, I'm dizzy all the time. And some days I can't even get out of bed. I have to lay there all day long. But you know what? I can still walk on the days I can get out of bed, you know, and just really putting into perspective the blessings that we do have, not looking at the, I wished I had this and I, you know, I wished I could hike every day and I wish I wish, but just that increased gratitude and writing it down was really, really special for me as well and really helped me. And to the listeners, I just want you to know that the Lord knows what we need to correct course in our life. You know, and for me, like this challenge might be simple to some people. They might be thinking, well, she got a double brain bleed and lots of people have had that. And yes, they have, you know, and it affects everyone differently. But it was what I needed in my life to strengthen me. And whatever your trial is, for those of you that are listening to this podcast, whatever your trial is, it's exactly what the Lord wants you to learn to become a stronger soul. It's what you need to be strengthened. And I honestly have come to a point in my life that I just want to consecrate myself to being a true disciple of Jesus Christ. And I want to invite everyone in the midst of their trials and their challenges to do the same so that we can have those eyes to see and those ears to hear the things that it is that the Lord wants us to know and that He wants us to learn and to hear. Oh, that's so beautiful. Eyes to see and ears to hear. Because... I think it's interesting how you learn these things on a certain level, like patience, but now you learned patience on an even deeper level. And so your consecration to the Lord is at an even deeper level. And your discipleship is at an even deeper level because your awareness is at a deeper level and your love is at a deeper level. So thank you for sharing your faith and your healing journey emotionally and physically and, and sharing your gifts that you've received. Those are beautiful gifts. And I love looking for the gifts in our challenges. And so thank you so much. Thank you for your humility and your willingness to be vulnerable and share with us. You've certainly strengthened my faith and helped me to think, what can I look for in my trials? And the faith to not be healed. That's huge. A lot of people don't understand that that takes greater faith, in my opinion, (laughs) to not be healed. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for your faith. Thank you for your love for the Lord. And thank you for sharing that with us. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate the invitation and keep doing great things. You're blessing so many lives for those that listen to these podcasts. And I really enjoyed being with you today. So so thank you so much, Karen. Thank you too. Thank you so much. And thank you for being who you are. I love you. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye. There are so many takeaways today because Carol Ann had so many inspirational lessons to share with us. Don't you agree? I appreciated hearing about her process of grieving and learning to forgive herself and others. It's one thing to hear someone say they are grieving. 
It's another thing to hear what it is like day in and day out, in those dark hours in which our faith is stretched. I was amazed as she shared about how she was blessed to uncover a limiting belief as the Lord blessed her to miraculously heal a relationship in her past. I was also deeply touched as she talked about her dark hours and the deeper empathy she gained. Caroline became stronger in so many ways, and she knew the Lord had enabled her to change as she was blessed with the desire to consecrate herself as a disciple of Christ on an even deeper level. And then she was blessed to have her eyes opened to see even greater gifts she was receiving through this brain injury, which created even deeper gratitude for this trial. While she celebrated each step of healing, eventually she was given the faith to not be completely healed at this time, while still hoping for healing in the Lord's timing. That's a very tricky thing to accept what is while waiting patiently upon the Lord for His will and looking forward to His promises being fulfilled. I've gone through that too. My faith was strengthened and my heart was full as I visited with Carol Ann, and I hope you felt the Lord near you, calling to you to comfort you in your trials, just as He has comforted Carol Ann. He has done it for me and I know He will bless you too. Thanks for listening. I know you're busy. Did you know that you help spread the love by leaving a review and following? This helps increase our visibility so people can find us online. I really appreciate your help. I'm wishing you lots of love in your own hero's journey.